Thank you for tuning in to the premiere episode of Will Love Listen. This has been a long time coming. My first guest is my beloved friend, Susan Miller, who is regarded as the most accurate astrologer in the world. Her website, astrologyzone.com, receives over 75 million unique visits a year. After an apocalyptic 2020, we will be speaking all things 2021, what themes will dominate the year, and moreover, the pros and cons each zodiac sign will face, so buckle up. Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. Hello, Susan. Yeah. Hey, how are you? I love the, the new layout so much of the app. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Funware's not paying me. Oh, God, why? And they owe me. Well, you know, I left them. Yeah. October 1st. and But I had to find a new company before I made the switch. So I had to fly during... The curtain was closing, let's put it that way, and it was terrifying. <laughs> I had to go on a plane with nobody on it. I flew into JFK. There wasn't even any luggage on the spinning luggage. There were no taxis. It was like Escape from New York or I Am Legend. The lions <laughs> are roaming the streets and giraffes, you know. So, um, yeah. But I looked at uh, 10 companies and I had to go back to see the 10th one because I didn't like the first nine. And that was the one. I did love them. Then it's on the Apple App Store and Google Play now. Well, I designed it. You know, Funware never gave me any choices, but this company did. And because I'm having so much trouble with my eyes, and I guess you know that, and I'm between three operations. I've had one already, but the real serious ones are coming up. Uh, because of that, um, I said, you know, maybe God gave me these uh, low vision so that people who get my app can see it. Other people, of course, can see it, but low vision people have special needs. Do you know you can go from black to white? You could have a black background or a white background and vice versa type. You just look in settings. You just move the little the little button left or right. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it depends on the lighting you're in. Uh, even uh, you may like black with white type, but then in certain lighting, you might like it the other way. So you just switch it just in two seconds. <laughs> oh, I you love know, it. Everything gets easier in time, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Possibilities, you know? <laughs> oh, that's true story of my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where is this going to appear? Everywhere. I know you have a big following. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, first off, it's going to be in print. And it's also going to be on the website. Usually every it comes out in print and then after a couple of weeks, then it goes on the website and okay. if it's going to be available audio wise too. So all three. It's so hard when I read some of these. I think to myself, why do I do all these interviews? Because they just, they just don't sound like me. You know, so I, I trust you. That's why I always keep coming back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like our our last interview um, that we did was recorded, but when I did the print version, it was very well done. I remember you were you were happy that it ca- how it came out. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, how many people do you have following you on 
following you on your uh, website and on your social media. Personally or the magazine as a whole? The magazine, we ha- we get a lot. It's like 150,000. Um, oh, wow. That's, it's, that's a lot for a magazine. It's, the magazine's distributed in, in, obviously, New Jersey, but it's also distributed in uh, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and New York as well. So the, the, the tri-state area and beyond. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What about Rhode Island? Fire Island and the Hamptons and all the designers and creative people would love your magazine. Yeah, that's something to look at. I mean, in this area, it's definitely grown. Like the Borgata, a lot of the time, advertises the entire back cover. Oh, wow. Yeah. Borgata, did you say? Who is that? The Borgata uh, Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Ah, oh, oh, wow. Well, they have money. (laughs) 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 Definitely do. I don't remember what we talked about last time, but I don't think your readers or listeners would either. So (laughs) I'll let you start and then I'll just follow. Susan Miller, first off, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Especially since I know you're going through a lot health-wise, so I really value your time. Oh, thank you. Yes, with my eyes. It's a writer's nightmare. Now, before we get into specifics, my first question is a bit generic, but I wanted to sort of set the stage. Can you differentiate and describe the significance of the sun sign, the rising sign, and the moon sign as well? Oh, sure. Oh, of course. The sun sign is the face you you give to the world, but the rising sign interacts with it and it it is the reason why all Pisces, all Virgos, all Geminis are not the same. You're always two signs unless you're born at dawn. Babies born at dawn have the same rising sign as the sun sign so it makes them very true to their sign. The rising sign is interesting because it sets the profession. You have to find out what you have rising. You say, well, how do I do that? Well, you have to know your time of birth. Usually it says on the birth certificate, unless you were born at home or you were born, um, say, in a foreign country that didn't write down the birth. But most most countries do now. uh, If you're adopted and you have no idea, you can try to find out if there was a baby book or where some somebody if you know the birth mother you know if something was written down and in astrology we don't believe that you just fell into something by accident we feel there was a reason you're doing what you're doing and when you change jobs let's say you you say i I have to have a new profession let's say you were um, a beauty editor and then you you work for a beauty company and uh and you work in the marketing department you're still working in beauty you know what i mean so the industry counts the type of work you do day to day and we put the puzzle pieces together and uh and sooner or later you will find your proper role in life but in astrology you can see the pathway so that's why people especially in their 20s you know try different things even on the side on weekends and see what they gravitate to what makes them happy because if you're happy in a in what you're doing you're going to be successful but the what the moon sign oh, the is moon. is sort of an enigma moon, you should not read the moon sign really the moon why is your emotional state and everybody knows their emotional state in a chart, if you have a book about your personality, then you do read it. It's the fine-tuning to your character. It has nothing to do with the predictions. 
uh, it's your emotional state and how you react to things emotionally. And it's your mother, it's your memories, it's your, in some respects, your childhood and your home environment. So you don't read your moon sign. You just read your sun sign and your rising sign. Thank you for clarifying that because I do know some people think the moon holds higher significance than the rising sign. So I'm glad to know. No, no. Well, I'll tell you, there's one thing, uh, and I noticed this with one of my daughters. She has three planets in Aquarius, including the moon, and she married a man named Leo, who is a Leo. And they get along great. She's a Pisces, and I was always worried that her water would wash out his fire. The moon, if you're born at night. I was born at night. I was born at 10.40 p.m. It could even be a few minutes after the sun went down or in the middle of the night. It doesn't matter. The moon is more important than the sun. And you should read the moon sign if you're born at night. Okay. All right. That's Where's very, your moon? My, my moon is in Gemini. I'm a Pisces with a Sagittarius rising and a moon in Gemini. Oh, my gosh. It's publishing all over that chart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you're not surprised that I'm telling you're in the right field. (laughs) Perfect for you. Perfect. But, um, yeah, the, the moon becomes very powerful because the moon comes out at night. It's very simple. Sun goes down, moon comes up and that moon is very strong for people who are born after the sun has gone down. It's very important for them to find out the exact minute of their birth. 2020 has been highlighted by the rare Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto conjunction, also known as the Great Transformation. Initially, it was deemed an innovator, but this transit has been viewed as a curse in 2020. Oh, no, no. Nothing's a curse. Listen, being alive is a good thing. Well, (laughs) (laughs) even though the universe puts us through trials and tribulations, it's good for us, you know? Well, I'm, well, true, but the good thing is actually the three planets are finally separating at the start of 2021 in January, yeah. being as they're separating. Well, then this- there's something else that comes up. The feature of 2021 is the opposition of uh, Saturn and Uranus. Oh, so... Or square, I should say. <laughs> square of Saturn. Saturn will be in Aquarius and um, Uranus will be in Taurus, and that's a 90-degree angle. And now, they're both fixed signs, so neither one of them wants to budge, but they have to. Saturn rules the past, and of course, Uranus rules the future, and all that we innovate. And the public discussion will be, what do we want to save from the past that's valuable to us, and what do we want to have in the future? There's something about this grand conjunction that people need to know. In the past 200 years, and which is very hard to wrap your head around, 200 years, if you think back, It's a little bit after the American Revolution. All this time, when Saturn and Jupiter met, except for one little exception, they always met in in Earth signs. They were in Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, and then they'd start again, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. The last time they met, they met in Taurus in May of the year 2000. But the one little exception was 1980. They didn't meet in an Earth sign. 200 years, and it was an aberration. They met in air signs. Whenever the universe is about to make a big change, it gives us a little periscope, a little keyhole, a little look at what's coming. I kept thinking about this. The universe doesn't make mistakes. It's very well plotted. The universe runs on time like a train station. So why did they do that? And then I realized the babies born in 1980 will bring us into the next 
you know, era that we're going into because they're born with it. So if you're born in 1980, plus or minus five years, you're going to be the leader to the new, the new way of life that we're moving into. The robots are coming, uh, but lots of wonderful changes in medicine. You know, I'm suffering with my eyes because of a family gene. And uh, someday people won't have this problem that makes you blind. They're working day and night to keep me from going blind. And there is medicine, but we're still in the infancy of trying to fix it uh, as a whole, uh, anyone who has this. Uh, so you, um, you're going to see wonderful advances. The, the driverless cars are coming faster than you ever thought possible, which is great for me because I don't, I don't know how to drive. <laughs> parallel parking forget it so now that's coming and a lot of things that we haven't even imagined things we haven't even thought possible are coming this is exciting i think it's a good thing think back over the past 200 years what did we accomplish roads bridges tunnels cathedrals then skyscrapers all the things of modern life the railroad we put down tracks we had the industrial age we had the the beginning of the assembly line they never had that before really modern life as we know it was started in the past 200 years well now modern life is going to change we've done it we've been there we've done that <laughs> it's time for a new skin so now that Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto are finally separated... Yeah, oh, Saturn and Pluto is tough because it is the sign of the autocrat, the dictator. It appears as though it's going to be making way for a lot of change. Could you tell us um, no. which themes in particular will dominate 2021? Well, when you have a lot of Capricorn planets, and last January we had six. Six, yeah. And that's crazy, right? There's a lot of Capricorn planets. Whenever we have lots of Capricorn, we have a conservative government. It, not only with the United States, but all over the world. And you saw that. You saw a lot of conservatism ruling the day in Turkey and England. Actually, it, and it sort of seemed like, interestingly enough... That's going to change that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and I think that was sort of why we saw for a while, despite there being a pandemic, um, I think some people were shocked to see growing support for Trump. And I think that had to do with a lot of concern with regards to money and stocks because we had so many planets in Capricorn. Well, Capricorn's a big money sign. And they say when you're young, you're a Democrat. When you're older, you're a Republican. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've heard that I, many I, times. I, no. <laughs> change. But as I get older. But people accumulate money, usually savings or a pension or something, and then they want to protect it. But I feel Capricorn is a sign that values the past, values history, preserves as much as possible, but it's also, a, it's almost like comfort food. You go back to the past and you feel it's familiar. There's no need to, um, to change your ways. You, you go back to the past. It's like a warm, fuzzy blanket, <laughs> but Aquarius is more like electricity and excitement. So um, the planets are moving to uh, Aquarius. You're going to see a much more liberal wave coming. Briefly, just say a few themes that will dominate 2021. It seems like it seems like now the scale is going to switch and it's, it's going to be a more liberal year. But yes, there will be um, a much more liberal spirit in the air, uh, more experimentation. 
education. Social Security is a social program. So is Medicare. I mean, and there was a lot of opposition to it at the time. And now we know it's the best thing in the world. It's, it's a lifesaver. And, and Obamacare, it was, you know, he knew it wasn't perfect. And he said it all the time. We have to work on it and embroider it and make it better. Not throw it out. You know, they tend to want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but... Two of the four eclipses in 2021 are also in Sagittarius. Yeah, well, they're all going into Sag and Gemini. The first Sagittarius eclipse we had was on June 5th, uh, 2020, and it was the funeral of George Floyd. Sagittarius is a sign of truth and justice. Actually, they're signs of the press. Everything was presented to the people through the media. We had two Sagittarius eclipses in 2020, and we're having two more in 2021. Is it due to be a good year for Sagittarius? And is there going to be a big theme related to what Sagittarius represents? You see, Sag and Gemini are flexible, mutable signs. All the eclipses recently have been in Capricorn and Cancer and and last year in Leo. And these are fixed signs and... uh, cardinal signs. Mutable signs are the easiest to take because they're so flexible. Usually when there's a question, there's multiple routes you can take to answer it. And that's the public discussion. So the whole story about news, how it's parsed out and given to us, and how it's verified, will be a huge topic with these eclipses in Gemini, which rules writing, speaking, and newspapers and the media and television and um sag has an interesting role see these two are opposite each other on the horoscope wheel 180 degrees away from each other six signs away so they're like on a seesaw they're joined together on an axis the gemini's have the role of collecting the detail whereas sag has the role of making sense of it in the big picture now they both have the job of, of getting accurate information. That's a very important thing to both a Gemini and a, a Sagittarian. But Sag holds the keys to the libraries of the world. So from what... It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. wow. So what, in, interesting. So because of such... Because of... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but because of the Sagittarius theme, it seems like 2021 is going to have a big focus on information and accuracy and communications, really. Yes. And with everything in Aquarius, you know, Saturn and Jupiter will be in Aquarius all year, except for a brief time in the spring. Jupiter's running so fast, it goes right into Pisces. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of my next questions. Jupiter is considered to be the giver of gifts and luck. On December 18th, 2020, it moves into Aquarius to stay until December 30th. However, from May 13th until July 29th, a rather long period, it will move into Pisces. Yes. I wanted to know. And it will eventually go into Pisces in 2022 also, to Pisces. You know, Pisces isn't going to be totally shortchanged. When you add up all the months, it's 10 months. They're not going to get the whole 12. But Jupiter won't be retrograde very long in their signs, which means it's stronger. So it's quality over quantity. They're going to have a good, strong Jupiter, the Pisces, not to feel shortchanged. Or, nor should the Aquarians feel shortchanged. 
Everybody gets between 10 and 12 months of Jupiter every 12 years. Well, could you tell, could you say for each sign what their best aspects are for 2021? Well, as well as their. Capricorn's finally going to make some money. And because Saturn is tagging along Jupiter, uh, they're going to save it. They're going to um, be careful with it and they're going to put it in the bank, probably. Uh, Capricorn likes to have money grow while they sleep the way Scorpio does. So they're going to be careful with it. The Aquarians are going to be making the headlines. I think you'll see a lot of philanthropy next year because that's what Aquarius does. And in a very noticeable way, you're going to see a lot of news stories about groups of people helping the hungry, helping people who need all kinds of help. And it will fall to mainly the Aquarians to lead the brigade. Pisces will have a quiet year in the beginning until Jupiter goes into their sign, and then they will make money. And this is a very, very creative sign. They will get the opportunities that they uh, have dreamed about. You know what they say, if you, if you knock long enough and loud enough at the palace doors, someone somewhere will let you in <laughs> and Pisces is going to find this out in uh, 2021 and 2022 very very good years coming up and 2023 will be good because it'll go into their money house so all in all they've got a very nice forecast Aries Aries had a spectacular year for career it was a really good year for them now they won't have to work as hard it's more important that you socialize in 2021 you, you know join uh, maybe a professional club or uh, go to trade shows uh, or a charity which is a very nice way to make friends because they're like-minded people and and you're all working together for the same I think uh, Aries will get involved in some kind of group activity and it'll be very good for them uh, Taurus oh boy if the ones born in April <laughs> they're ready to break out uh, if they don't like a situation, they're going to just walk out because they have Uranus on the sun. But uh, Taurus in general uh, are going to have a spectacular career year. And this is the year to make their name. You only get this once every 12 years. And with Saturn, you get it once every 29 years. Now, you work very hard, but you work for you get to keep. It doesn't disappear on you. It becomes one of the pillars that holds up your life. Uh, for for Gemini, they had a good financial year. Now next year is great for publishing. They have a lot of change coming up because one of those eclipses will be close enough to their birthday to notice and bring a few surprises. But that, what is life without a few surprises? And they're flexible. They they like change, so they're okay with that. And publishing is so good and broadcasting they may start a podcast or um get a new column in a magazine or write a book there's something going on with the spreading of information that's going to be lucky for them if we're able to travel because right now we're on the no-fly list in europe they don't want americans coming over but if that finally disappears uh then uh, Gemini will be able to travel. Uh, then you have Cancer. Cancer's had a really, they've had a bumpy time and yet they're landing sunny side up. They're really working hard now to make a name for themselves and they are 
doing it. They're doing so well. But you ask a cancer, am I doing well? I don't know. I'm working so hard. Is anybody noticing? Yes, they are. And you're getting respect. You're getting admiration. And I would think that by, um, by April of next year, you would get a promotion. And it's all the work you're doing now is going to add up for something big. Now, with Saturn and Jupiter in their house of commissions and other people's money, uh, they might have to wait for the money. Saturn usually delays things, but then Jupiter gives generous amounts. So they have both. Someone may owe them a check, and it takes forever to come, but it does come. And they go, glory, hallelujah, it finally came. But it it could take time. But in that time, they can think about how they're going to um, invest it or save it or pay people, whatever they have to do with that money. Um, The Leos are going to be tested with their relationship. Every marriage and every close relationship goes through a time where one person has to give more than the other. And uh, and for Leo, it's either them or their other half. And um, they can weather it perfectly. If it's a testing aspect, is it good? Is this relationship worthy? Um, and if it is, then it'll be fine. And they'll be stronger and closer than ever afterwards. But if it's not good, it will break up. Um, but generally, relationships are good because there's two kinds of relationships there's marriage but there's and you know long time established partnership but there's also the business partnerships you know like agent publicist and so forth and they could find someone that they stay with a very long time that really produces for them really well and a lot of leos are in the entertainment business who needs all these type of people you know so they may may make a switch if they're not happy with their publicist or agent or whatever social media manager but then find somebody that really works out well virgo has had such a good aspect for love this year but they're saying oh yeah right i'm gonna meet someone over zoom well actually i've heard of couples meeting over zoom i know people think i'm crazy but i have heard of some of my readers who have written to me saying they fell in love because the the virus made the relationship slow building Virgo, this year, you're going to have a lot of assignments. Oh, they love to work. Virgo loves to have projects. And they're going to have lots of projects, be very much in demand, and be paid for them, paid well for them. So, uh, and they'll, they'll get a variety of things to do. And so that means they'll learn new things, which is very, very happy for uh, a uh, Virgo. So that's good. And they may uh, pick up a new or workout routine with Saturn, something they'll like and they'll feel better. So that's good. Uh, You've got uh, Libra. Libra's had a hard time. Libra has had a hard time this year and all the cardinals have. And what are the cardinal signs? Aries, uh, Libra, uh, Cancer, and Capricorn. They've all been tested. Uh, But um, Libra has... uh, Jupiter finally going into the house of love. They had some good luck with family or with their apartment, 
or house. Some of them bought their first house. Some of them fixed up their apartments, bought some new furniture. The people who are going to inherit these wonderful real estate aspects are the uh, Scorpios. Scorpio could buy their first house. So when Libra gives that up, hands the crown over to Scorpio, then they move into the very best love aspects possible and may even have a baby or adopt one. I know lots of couples who are adopting babies. <laughs> they're so cute because they put them on <laughs> put them on Instagram and they're <laughs> delicious, you know. Uh, very, very cute little tykes, you know. So this could be the year that children become an important part of your life, uh, Libra. And uh, they make such wonderful parents because they think of all these activities they'd like to do with the kids. So this is a fun year. You know, Libra, finally, finally, you're getting to really a good good year. And, and Scorpio, you're going to love fixing up your apartment or your house and, you know, making... Maybe you love your apartment. Well, then, you know, maybe you're going to redo the kitchen or the bathroom. You know, whatever you've been meaning to do, you're going to have the time and the money to do it. So this is very good news because your home really does affect your outlook on the world. It does. It's found on the very bottom of the chart uh, where the six would be on a clock. And we feel that if the home isn't right, the the chart kind of rocks back and forth. It doesn't want to stay still to give you that foundation that you need. So fixing up your house may seem like a joyful activity, but it's fluffy. Not really. It's something that has lasting power to make you successful. And they'll get family support too, so that's nice. If you need a little money, mom may write you a check and help you out a little bit to get started. Uh, if you're a Sag, oh, you'll be able to travel. <laughs> Sag rising too. They 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 will travel. They may even buy a new car because they need need wheels. <laughs> they may not go far, but they're going to have luxury wherever they go. So it may mean going to the Hamptons or <laughs> Providence or Florida. I mean, you know, they'll find really nice spots to go. And uh and they could be more secluded. I don't know. Sag is a very friendly, gregarious sign. But there are times when they like to kind of just be in nature. And um, But they do love to discover things. But I just don't know if they can go to Egypt this year. <laughs> <laughs> or Peru. Or <laughs> wherever they have. They, they go to these far-flung places. Japan. Well, I'm glad. Yes. That you and then, um, uh, Capricorn, you're 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 going to make money, and and actually we've come around to the whole twelve signs. That's it. I love it. I love I love the details. So it gives hope, especially after such a depressing 2020. Hearing that, you know, Jupiter is giving a little bit more hope. It seems like 2021 is going to be like, you know, like no, it will be easier. All Mercury retrograde cycles in 2020 were in water signs. Personally, I found myself like ending friendships with those who betrayed me and going back to old friendships and lovers who sort of made me feel safe. And I noticed in 2021, all Mercury retrograde cycles are going to be in air signs. So is 2021 going to be a year when air signs find success by going back in time? Well, we all go back in time with Mercury retrograde. But with air signs, we have to talk to each other and debate what to do so that we don't get really slammed with Mercury retrograde. You know, we, we 
early on, we learned to back up our computers in the cloud or however we were going to do it, that backup was important. So the more you prepare for Mercury retrograde, the less it bites you. But it still does. It, it constantly does. You have to be really deliberate with information and not lose it. But we all go back in time. It, it's almost like a speed bump. We all want to go fast. We all want to have new clients and new this and new that. And the universe says to us, wait a minute. What about the people who have supported you? Have you taken them to lunch? Have you said thank you? Have, have you gone back? You know, the people who are holding you up are behind you. They're holding up your back. You have to turn around and look at them and say, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, so it's a time... And, and it's also time to look at your work and see if you could have made it better. Think, okay, now it's time for the wrap-up. If we do this again, this is what, what we should keep in mind. It's, it's a regular speed bump that, that the universe puts in place three times a year for us to think about. It gives us three weeks to think about it. Are they going to be yeah. less intense, given that they're in air signs this year, not water signs? Yeah, well, see, water, we were intuitively finding out what was wrong and feeling it how did we feel about what went wrong this year we're debating it intellectually not as much feeling i see the way you solve the problems that the the element tells you how to attack it and this year it's talking because air is all about communications we're talking (laughs) to each other but we get information from our friends i think we live through life through our friends experiences some people say that you could only find compatibility by dating within your element but i i've been burnt by people within my element for a scorpio for example now so that leads me to sort of ask does quality also hold up compatibility like are are there some instances where you're better off being with someone who's of the same quality such as a cardinal fixed or mutable than the same element such as water fire oh, earth air relationships are much more complicated than the press kind of makes it look it is true that within your element it is very good if you're a water sign and you date another water sign it usually is better but in your case, you have fire, air, and water, so you have a lot of possibilities there. I just feel that you should give someone a chance, and you shouldn't have a chart done of the other person until you have a specific question. If your date takes you to a food truck every time you have dinner out, well, then it's okay to ask if that person's a little tight with money. You know, although food trucks have great food, but, you know, after a while, you want to sit in a nice restaurant. <laughs> so, <laughs> or at least I do. I don't know. Aquarians no, will say, no, I think eating on the street is fine. I, I hate <laughs> eating on the street. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> but I think you should ask something specific because it's not, it's not right to do someone's chart if they're not there. It's not considered ethical to do it behind their back. And... And also, look, I know a lot of people who look at Brad and Angelina. He's a Sag. She's a Gemini. Now, that's usually a fabulous mix. But he has, I think, four planets in Capricorn. Well, all that earth suffocated her fire or her air, I should say, you know, She's a Gemini, and all that Capricorn was very heavy. So you really have to look at the whole chart, because he he only has one planet in Sagittarius, and it was right on the cusp. It was just 
barely Sagittarius anymore. He was going into even a Capricorn sun. So you have to look at the whole chart, and it's not as simplistic as they make it out to be. That's why I don't like apps like CoStar, because it it gives a lot of information to a layman who has no proper foundation to learn how to use it and will actually pass up someone who's perfect for them. And that's ah. tragic. I don't want to see that. That's why I don't stress compatibility a lot, but I have it for free on my site and on my app. Oh, if I could mention my app, Daily Horoscope, Astrology Zone, plus more by Susan Miller. Just put in Susan Miller on Apple App Store or Google Play. And, and I have compatibility there. I wrote a 65,000-word piece. I also have a piece called How to Seduce Your Lover, <laughs> and I have another, that's for couples who have been in a relationship a long time. And then I have one, the quick match guide. When you're, maybe when you're in a bar or a party and you want to break the ice and you say, oh, let's see what Susan Miller wrote for us, you know, and it's supposed to be funny and clever and you're supposed to both laugh and, and ask each other if it's true and it opens the conversation. It's very short and very cute and you can look on it easily on your phone. So Yes, download the app. <laughs> I've been religiously using that app for I uh, God I want to say at least like six seven years. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of charts, I sent Courtney actually an image of my chart. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of diamond shaped structure, like a lot of opposition. It looks. She's gonna look. We could go on to the next question and then I'll go back to that. Well, actually, all the questions I had wanted to ask we we covered. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm very glad about that. You spoke. You sort of spoke about the theme of the year as a whole because of Sagittarius. Because of the Sagittarius Rebuilding theme. Rebuilding and and bonding and helping each other more than. But how? To the government. Basically, will those who are Sagittarius and Sagittarius rising be more affected this year because of the? the Sag- yeah, because of the eclipses. Sure. In like a positive or a negative way, if you could describe. No, it just changed compared with the ones we had. That they're easier. Oh, good. <laughs> Much easier. I think we've all been tested to the bone. <laughs> and people say, oh, let's get rid of 2020. But it's not like that. You don't want to wish your life away. We're supposed to learn something from it. And life isn't supposed to be easy. There's no rehearsal for it. We just have to, you know, keep learning and growing and maturing and and helping each other because some people have the expertise that we don't have and so we all have to lead on each other i found with my eyes until they do the operation i have to ask people to read things for me i couldn't even read the medicine instructions you know on the bottle i I couldn't see it a friend had to get in a cab and come over here she said don't worry about it i'm uptown it's okay (laughs) but it was you know it's hard for me to ask Maybe that was the lesson that I have to, that it's necessary, that we're all here to help each other. And that's why I've always felt that if somebody asks me for help, I'm never going to say no, because it took a lot for that person to ask. Yeah, that's they true. They probably yeah. walked up the hill three times before they had the courage to ask the question. And you have to say yes when somebody asks for help. People have said to me, don't you get crybabies? I said, actually, no. No, never. No. If people need me, I'm going to be there for them. I'm never going to say no. That's a that's so. a Pisces thing for sure. I feel like I'm, I give too much. Well, 
you have the Pisces, right? Yeah. Yeah, people take a little too much. My feeling is if, if I give a lot during the day, when I sleep, the lighthouse comes back and fills up with all the battery juice I need. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay the next day. (laughs) But I know that some people ask a lot over a long period, you know, and um, it it is what it is. I'd rather err on the side of giving than not. That's the way I'm built, and I can't be any other way. So Yeah, that's true. I think I just got burned recently because my whole thing is loyalty, so I feel like if you do so much for someone, they should remember it. And yeah, then when you when you kind of get betrayed, yeah. you're kind of like, didn't you think of like all this stuff I did for you for years? <laughs> but I know. Some people have short memories, right? Yeah. Or, I really helped someone a lot for two years. She lived here. Wow. She never bought dishwashing liquid didn't buy any bounty nothing not one thing ever she'd go to parties every night i said oh could i go to one of those uh, salons you go to no (laughs) finally i had to go to my landlord i didn't know in new york state if you have someone that you've given a room to more than a month they have squatters rights oh my gosh don't tell me and i couldn't ask her to leave and she wouldn't how did you get her so out? So I said, could you find her an apartment? She said, yes. And I found her a beautiful apartment, a studio overlooking the East River, right across the street uh, for $2,200. And I said, would you like that apartment? And she said, well, I said, well, I have 12 friends who would love it. So you have to decide right now <laughs> because that's going to be snapped up. And she took it. And because she never worked in her life, she had to pay all of the rent for a year all at once. But she got somebody to pay for her because that's the way she is. (laughs) You and I wouldn't. No. um, It was the only way I was able to get that room back so my kids could come visit. I never expected someone to stay two years when I offered them, you know, maybe a few weeks before they got settled in New York she never would move and when I would say oh how long will you need the room she would start to cry and I'm like oh don't cry that's okay I'll help you don't worry you know and that's how that happened <laughs> oh my god I had like so I know I'm softy I know <laughs> what are you gonna do I'd rather err on the side of giving I know I, I've learned a few things but it hasn't made me hardened at all that's true. Yeah, you you can't make you can't let it. Um, you can't cha- you can't let them change your your way. But you see, I should have said, I'll give you the room for three weeks, but after that, I I, I need my children to come home. You know, I I should have said it at the beginning. What? And I had broken my shoulder, and I said, Would you come shopping for food with me? Because it's hard for me to carry. And she opened her book and said, I can go a week from Thursday. Oh, my God. And I said, God. I'll be dead a week from Thursday if I don't get food. It's all right. I'll just pay for the delivery. Don't worry about it. You know, I just nothing. She wouldn't do anything for me. So, and I didn't ask that much at all. I'm always working on my computer when she'd come and go. <laughs> but that had to end. But it had to end. Was Courtney... And now, she, she lives across the street and never, nothing, no communication, nothing. She doesn't call. Okay. Where did you get your chart from? Um, Which, your book. I actually got ordered my personal horoscope years ago. Oh, okay. And that's where my chart's from. So I figured that was the best one to give you because it's, it's directly from. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. 
So you have a lot in the house of family, huh? Family's important to you. Are you close to them? Yeah, yeah, I am. But I also, Good. I also want to have Venus right there. I, I always wanted to have. I always wanted to have you. like a kid, but I don't know if that's gonna happen because I haven't met any guy that's decent yet. I mean, I reconnected with. Well, it. <laughs> it could happen. Life is long, you know. I always wanted well, to like all this stuff going out in your money house. Money comes in. You want to save it. You never feel you have enough. You always want more. <laughs> it's true because a lot comes in but goes it. out. You're good about yeah. it. You, you're a saver, I would think. Do you like to save money? Yeah. I mean, I've been strategic yeah. about paying and off my, one of my student loans, I, you know, the federal and private. I, w- I don't know. Don't ask me how, working my ass off and figuring out maneuvers. But I was able to figure, pay off my private student loan. Um, I just have the, the federal one left. Oh, that's fantastic. I paid off my children's student loans. And it took me seven years of real sacrifice, but I did it. They give you that coupon book, right? And so I just kept sending in a little more than the coupon book asked for. If you just always send a little bit more, it goes down fast. You know, with anything, any kind of loan. (laughs) Your mortgage, too. I got done with that, too. Oh, God, it's like climbing Mount Everest. I know, right? Gemini you have. You're a good writer. Why aren't you writing a book? I want to. I really hope one day I could. That's always been a dream of mine to write a book. this year. Such an emphasis in your chart on this. Wow. Hey, you got to watch your lungs. You take no chances with this. I have asthma. You don't. You can't. Yeah, I have asthma. So that's funny you mentioned the lungs. I have Gemini rising and I've had pneumonia three times. Oh my God. And one of them was bird flu, which is soft. My whole lung went black. And they said to me, you were near a parrot. I said, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> parrots, New York. Yes, you were near a parrot. The blood test shows you were near a parrot. Oh. Ask your friends. All of them are rolling their eyes. And then I asked my housekeeper, are you near a parrot? She said, the lady before you, whose house I clean. I said, do you have to go near that bird? She said, she makes me clean the cage. I'm like, no. That's how I got sick. So she quit her job immediately. I love Rosita. She's been with me 20 years. And... God, I got so sick, but they say now I have an immunity to SARS, so that's good. That is good. (laughs) There's always an upside, upside, right? (laughs) Let me see what else is bad for you. Wait a minute. Where's Mars? Oh, you got Jupiter conjunct Mars. That's fantastic. Is it? Action leads to profit. Oh, there's Lewis. Oh, you have to watch your knees, too. And teeth, teeth and bones, right? I had retainers. That's so funny. I had braces and retainers forever. I go for cleaning every three months. And the dentist says I have such healthy gums because I do it because I manufacture tartar. It's really hard to brush off. So they get it off. And I was just there yesterday. Yeah, with three plants in Capricorn, you've got to watch bones and cheese and have enough vitamin D. Yeah, maybe even take vitamin I do yeah. I years ago I got really sick because my vitamin I didn't know why they took blood my vitamin D was down to three which is dangerously low um, oh, wow. so I've been taking supplements ever since that's so funny you said that I do too actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> they tell me you got to keep it high especially women they're always afraid of so where's all the Aquarius going to be in your chart in the third house of communication that's good I just wanted but it's all communication you may even well, you have a podcast, right? Yeah. 
And, and, and I yeah. work on a top 40 radio station, too. Oh, my God. Well, you're just flying. You're doing all the right things. What is there anything that you see good, good or bad, whether it's in like really like um, relationships or like career that I should be aware well, you don't of? Have any clips so that could bring someone in? Do you have anybody now? Earlier this summer, I reconnected with with um, with someone who's a, a June Cancer, but June twenty first by any chance? Thirtieth. Okay. Because they had an eclipse. Um. Well, it could be. But it could be also somebody new. Yeah, I'm wondering if it might be someone new, too. I think, actually, I think it's somebody new, but I could be wrong. Or maybe it'll just feel new when it's getting <laughs> closer. <laughs> There'll be a change, and that's a good change. But with 2021 coming up, looking at my chart, is there anything I should be aware of personally? Mm, no, it's all in the third house of communication, and you're doing everything right. You're not going to have so much trouble with trying to shake money out of people. It'll come. Thank God. And you may even get a good deal on an apartment or house or even buy something uh, or get some new furniture. The home situation is gorgeous. And that's where the money comes out of. So you have to have a home office. That, oh, okay. Good to know. Work out of the home because that's where the money. I am right now, but it's not. But I don't have a home office set up. Uh-oh. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Police well, bell. It, it was. The door. It was a pleasure speaking with I, you. I gotta go. <laughs> thank, thank you again. All right. And I'll keep you thank and Courtney you so updated. Much. Okay, you take care. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. Make sure to pick up the latest issue of Out in Jersey Magazine to read Will Love's monthly music memo. Find out the hottest albums available on shelves and streaming platforms now. Well, I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> so much good conversation. So much. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a lot to take in. Um, you definitely need to pay attention if you're into astrology because Susan Miller is considered the most accurate astrologer in the world. Um, she she's spoken before about how she has people from Pharrell to Emma Stone to this one, that one, who who will call her up in the middle of CVS and just be like I need your help with this. I need to make sure I'm doing this on the right date at the right time. I think that's great. Yeah, you know. You know, I'm curious. Well, like, I want to know about your history with Susan. I feel like there's like a story <laughs> there. So go ahead, indulge us. Well, yeah. Well, I like the fact that she was like giving me some kudos. She was when she was talking about how like she does all these interviews and she knows that people don't quote her properly and they write conversationally and they don't really write professionally and she's like oh that's why i keep coming back to you so that made me feel good because mm-hmm. i've been writing professionally for 11 years now so that made me feel good um you know and she gave me kudos for my following so i appreciate the love but there's like a um a friendship there because i became friendly with susan miller the first time i interviewed her which goes back to 2012 um it was the first radio station. It was a really, really small radio station. I wasn't even getting paid. It was like an internship. And um, I was just using the opportunity to build up a portfolio. Like I was doing stuff that I really should have been paid for. It was a very small station. And I was just booking um, interviews with old big names because at that point I was already working for the magazine for three years. So I already had a little bit of a Rolodex, so to speak. So I was able to bring in some people, you know, to, to you know, come on air mm-hmm. and interview. And 
I would interview them. It was mainly the person who I was like, you know, working with pro bono. Um, they were interviewing them along with me. And what I would do is I would take the audio of just me and my segments and put it together like an air check. And that's eventually how I got into mainstream radio. Um, you know, you know, how I got to FAS and then that opened the doors to other stations. Um, so yeah, so Susan Miller, I first interviewed her in 2012. I interviewed her again in 2015. I interviewed her in 2018. So, and over time we sort of developed like a, a friendship and I just feel like she's, she's a great person. I feel like she gets me, um, my complex Pisces self. And, you know, it's she's been great. I mean, she's such a huge name worldwide and internationally. And from like when I first started my career where I kind of didn't really have a lot under my belt and no one really knew who I was, like, you know, she was giving me these interviews, which sort of, you know, helped me. So, um, you know, I appreciate that. And we we have a lot in common. Just when we talk about personal stuff, which you kind of got a little bit of a glimpse of during the interview, we just have like a lot in common. I feel like we're very similar because like she's a giver and I'm a giver. And as you could tell during her personal stories that she had, you know, discussed um, intermittently throughout the interview. Yeah. Like she's been stabbed in the back a lot and didn't expect it. I've been stabbed back. I've been stabbed in the back a lot and never expected it. Right. Um, but you just still know you need to like move on. Um, she's a very creative. I'm very creative. I think that's really interesting because when you said that, like, um, I feel like I give too much. And she's like, well, there's people who take too much. And sometimes we're just giving the right amount. And there's people out there who just take advantage. And I feel like she's very um, intuitive in that way. That she's kind of learned, this is a scenario where I might be doing extra, but really it's the other person taking advantage of me. Like, I like that little anecdote she had about the roommate and yeah. how she kind of ended it with, I probably should have started off differently. Like she always went back to herself as like, I should have been in more control and more control over the problem. So I, I think that's like pretty cool. Like when you know your personality so well that it's just like, you're not playing the victim and you're just saying, what, what are some things I can change about myself to kind of prevent me from falling into this trap again? Right. I think you guys have that in common, that you're looking back and you're like, well, what decisions can I make now that's going to prevent me from falling into scenarios where I am getting stabbed in the back repeatedly? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I feel like we're both similar in that way where it will be reflective and not a martyr Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be a martyr. You don't want to be a victim, but you just want to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate like placating over the same thing over and over. And I feel like. 2019 into 2020 coronavirus aside were horrible because I just kept on getting screwed over left and right in my personal life. And it's like, you know, I don't want to sob story for it, but I just want to learn from it and make sure that history doesn't repeat itself, that I don't involve myself with people who I think, oh, you know, like I could trust them. And then they just milk me, get whatever they want out of me and then stab me in the back to... Mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> we digress <laughs> yeah well move well yeah so moving on from that yeah susan miller and i have developed a friendship over the year and i also think that she knows i'm loyal because when we were recording at our 2015 interview um during the middle of the interview she got a personal phone call and it was that her daughter was pregnant 
And uh, I, it was it was really surreal to be a part of because in the middle of the interview, her daughter calls, and she was like, you know, she said that she was pregnant, and it, it was very like special to be a part of that um, because Susan Miller was like very emotional and she was so happy and like overjoyed, and so was her daughter, blah blah blah. And then when that moment sort of winded down, she was like, you know, please don't like let this get out there. I'm trusting you. Um, you know, I don't want people, you know, to know because you never know what could happen during a pregnancy and we don't really want to disclose that or discuss it at this time, etc. Like if I wanted to be, you know, if I wanted to be a horrible person, I would have been you I would have used that as an exclusive. But I'm not like that. Right. <laughs> and I'm like the same way when it comes to special moments in life. I'm I'm a bit superstitious where I like to keep them concealed until the right time when I'm comfortable being open about it and when I'm confident you know it'll work out mm -hmm. so like I, I understood that and like I you know made sure it was completely edited out you know I never mentioned it to a single soul <laughs> yeah and like I think that along with some other things um you know made her realize that we're kind of the same in that way we're both loyal people so That's I awesome. think she's great and very accurate. What did you think of what she had to say about Libra? I'm ready to go into my house of love. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's funny because like I am in the process of getting new furniture, like end of 20, beginning 2021. So I thought that like she hit it like right on the head, which was which was pretty interesting. So, hey, I'm more than happy to to give the homemaking ways over to Scorpio and I'll take all the loving for yes. this year, 2021. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. Yes. Well, you you definitely she, she hit the nail on the head both times because over the past year, you definitely handled all your real estate aspects. You move new furniture, all this, this and that. Definitely. And now being as this is a more lighthearted year with an emphasis on love. You've been sort of getting back out in the dating game. I have. I get to have my little house guests over <laughs> for like the weekend. No, no, no. It's it's really been great. It's been a great experience. Um, we'll be touching upon that as time goes on. Little yes. maybe, maybe a little teaser, right? Uh, but I am looking forward to whatever 2021 brings my way. So I was happy to, I mean, it started off um past couple of years have been rocky which definitely the case um 2020 for like the most obvious reasons you know i think the whole world was kind of rocked yeah but, there's um, a question mark <laughs> so it's nice to just have something to look forward to in 2021 and i also will open that up to like self-love because there's change <laughs> not that kind of love will <laughs> i mean loving yourself um because there's changes that i'm going through that i'm learning just more about my personality and and understanding like love yourself before you try to love someone else right oh my so, god mm -hmm. i completely agree with that it took me a long time to figure that out that you need to be an individual before you're a couple and i just i just almost felt obligated for so many years to have a significant other because my first relationship going back like or approximately like 10 years ago um was so special to me because there were a lot of firsts involved. It was like first boyfriend, first person I went all the way with, first person who I went on all these road trips, vacations with. Like I came out when we were together. Like we like it was just a plethora of, you know, things that we did that were fun. And then it went sour. And I just 
and it, sometimes you don't miss the person, but you miss the memories. And it sort of made me feel for some time that I needed to have a significant other. So especially once I started making more gay friends and getting out there, um, I started to be friend and being around a lot of couples. And even though some of them definitely didn't have the best relationship, <laughs> I still felt like I needed to like have someone by my side. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because I felt like I didn't necessarily blend in. Yeah. Um, especially since that social circle that I was hanging out with, some of the people, some of the guys in it were like a lot older than me. I was like the youngest one and the single one, and I just felt in a more vulnerable position. Right. Um, so for a while, and I think that's how I ended up getting involved with the one horrible ex who I had to file a police report on, the one who had ended up finding out had a substance abuse problem, um, was just because like I was just in a really, I was in a funk. Yeah. And it took me like a long time to figure out that sometimes it's better being alone. Like you need to get your shit together not, and my shit was together professionally, but it was not together personally. Like I was in a bad headspace. Hmm. And sometimes that could just take you down the road of settling for the wrong people. So I completely <laughs> see eye to eye with you that. And I think everyone needs to know that it's just, you need to be an individual before you're a couple. Mm -hmm. Because like I'm at the point in my life now where I kind of like being single. I've, I used to hate it for so long, but which is why I think I've I had settled in the past, but I like it. Like last night, I went out with April yeah. and Connie, and we were at uh, one of our favorite spots. We, there was a DJ playing outdoor. We were ordering drinks, shots, food. You know, I was out late, and it's like, you know, I don't have to worry about like when I was in a toxic relationship, what time I'm going to come home, or is this person going to be mad if I'm home late, or what are they going to think, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Where I was just a nervous wreck. Wow. Like, it's liberating to be able to go out and do whatever the fuck I want. Like, I take care of my bills. I have multiple jobs and careers. And it's like, you know what? I need to meet someone who's on my level more than anything else. Right. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, I need you need to... Um, I was really pissed off one day and I was like venting to my friend and mm -hmm. she's like, oh my God, I'm stealing that quote. I'm like, what quote? Because I was like a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. And then she repeated it back to me and I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of like cheeky. Well, let's go. What's the I quote? Had, it was like, I said something like, you know, I'm done being a side character in my own life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I really, in my personal life, I felt like for years I was like a side character in my own life and always putting people before me. Yeah. And it's just like, I just feel like... No longer playing the supporting role. You need to be the protagonist of your own story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that I feel like a lot sense. of people who are like us could get stuck in the same position that we've been in in our pasts. And it's like, no, you need to put yourself first. It doesn't mean you're being selfish, but you're having self-love. Yes, exactly. So self-love is something to look forward to in 2021. Lots of self-love. Yes, I'm excited, especially with that forecast, because I'm going to get a glimpse of my emerald year with Jupiter entering Pisces in the spring and summer. And then next year, it's basically almost all in Pisces throughout the entire year. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited because because Susan Miller always says to think back. So the last time Jupiter was in Pisces was 2010. Wow. And... The last time Jupiter was in Aquarius, which is where it's in this year predominantly, was 2009. And so I was thinking back and I'm like, after the interview, and I was like, 
Holy shit, 2009 was literally one of the most transformative years of my life. I had just finished high school and entered college, um, which I was paying for myself. I had come out that year. I had started dating my first boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I had moved on from friends who I just felt wouldn't accept me and started making a whole bunch of new friends. And I just, and I was like, going like everywhere and I started working on my career that was when I first got my first magazine opportunity that was like a big year for me and it was a big transitional year and then 2010 and 2011 were honestly some of the happiest years of my life I I got really far really quickly with my career Mm -hmm. um that was really when my career basically started um and I, you know, I propelled with the magazine and that was when I just started getting my foot in the door with radio. I had, was networking and out at all these different events, making new friends professionally and personally. And it was just such a liberating time. And I haven't had as much of a fun time since then. And when Susan Miller explained everything, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, so this is basically like my 2000, 2021 is like my 2009 part two. And 2022 and 2023 are going to be like my 2010 and 2011 part two. So I'm pumped. (laughs) Just as long as we don't have a repeat of 2020. (laughs) No, no. That'll be in another 12 years. So we have time for that. And then that made sense too, because she was like, 2020 was like 2008 part two. And what happened in 2008? That was when the the economy crashed. Mm -hmm. And then it crashed again in 2020. And everyone's lives were, you know, were uncertain and in a very vulnerable position. So it's so funny. Yeah. So my friends say that I'm in love with love. And they, they're just like, no, you're just, you're just heart, heart eyes everywhere. And it's like, yeah, I'm a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with that being said, I am a strong believer in giving love a chance anywhere you like kind of like whenever it presents itself so I always have a little bit of fun if if I'm interested in someone kind of like digging in and knowing oh they're an Aquarius you know (laughs) and then just kind of well that sounds very complex just just kind of reading into it and seeing well what would my what would our compatibility be like according to you know the charts and um but I, I never look at that and say oh no I need to avoid them I have looked at past relationships and friendships and i have seen trends but um like you know taurus she she mentioned uh, a taurus um uh yeah a taurus is yeah taurus is in for an interesting year speaking of taurus because susan miller mentioned that they're ready to break out especially those born in april that if they don't like a situation they're just gonna walk on out but that it's also going to be a really good career year for them. Well, good luck, because I have a couple of tours in mind that I would just like to keep walking, go in the opposite <laughs> direction, like just walk away. So while I am well, maybe a, they'll finally leave you alone and get the hint. <laughs> well, I'm a believer, like, yes, give love a chance. Um, I also, I have seen patterns where I'm just like, you know what? I just kind of have to be a little more attentive when I'm around this type of this type, this certain sign. Are they the sign that sort of like everyone sort of has like a sign or two that they are almost at some point, you know, at some point they want to avoid because every other person that they knew of that sign 
you know, left the bad taste in their mouth. Is Taurus that sign for you? Taurus is definitely that sign for me. <laughs> like I, I see a Taurus and I'm, I, if, if it's romantic, I think twice about it because the, the few Taurus that I've known, they try to be controlling and really, yeah. And so I don't really vibe well with that, but, um, I've had my experiences with Gemini. I love this Lizzo line. I quote it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> For it's her song Soulmate, and she says, um, "The old me used to love a Gemini like a threesome, fucking with him every night." And it's like it's funny because it's a threesome because it's you, the Gemini, but the Gemini has the two sides. <laughs> but um, the Gemini that I've known, I've I've gotten well, I've gotten along with well. It's it's never been an issue. I mean. We're air signs, so I do think it's funny. True. Yeah, I think it's funny that you guys went into like just compatibility and how you should date people who are um, similar elements. But um, I think that's just a coincidence in this case. Yeah, that's well, that's sort of what lead. That's sort of why I sort of asked her the question that I did in the end when I had asked her, because quality compatibility is rarely, if ever, discussed. Everyone always talks about how people should date by their element, you know, like air, earth, fire, water. But no one ever talks about maybe it's a good idea to date people by their quality, like cardinal, fixed, immutable. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I asked her that question because every I'm a water sign. So everyone's like, oh, date water signs. But looking over the past couple years, romantically, the, the crazy psycho abusive ex was a Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And the best friend who basically milked me and used me for years and then stabbed me in the back was a cancer. Both water signs. Right. So and that left a bad taste in my mouth. And that's why I asked her that question, because I'm like, you know, everyone's saying date water, date water. But now I have a bad taste in my mouth about my own element. And I love that she just <laughs> stepped in and she's like, no, date whoever, date whomever. And, you know, don't just limit it to one thing one sign one element like don't limit it because you're kind of closing off possibilities i think that and i agree with that yeah i think that there's just so much potential in getting to know someone else and their personality um so like this person that i'm getting to know now right so great sense of humor okay so we vibe really well um so i was reading up on compatibility with a gemini and one of the lines is when Gemini jokes their way out of a situation, that's Libra's cue to accept them for who they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you imagine it. I mean, you think of like some king of queens, um, you know, like Kevin, um, Kevin James. Yes. And, right. Yeah. And so you see that kind of connection where one's a big jokester and then the wife's like ro rolling her eyes and stuff. Yeah. And you can go that way with it. But you can also look at it and say, this is just who they are. And if this is how they communicate, I'll be a little patient if it's worth it in the end. I will say with Gemini growing up, well, this is before I found out my moon was in Gemini and I was born at night. And if mm -hmm. we all heard what Susan Miller says, if you're born at night, your moon sign takes on just as much prominence as your sun and your rising sign. Mm -hmm. And I never knew I was a Gemini moon, um, but it later ended up making sense. But initially, before I knew that... I would believe what everyone said about Gemini. Like they would be like, uh, every you know, Gemini is like the sign that everyone kind of is like, uh -oh. mm, careful. <laughs> and, but you know, having gotten to know Gemini's, mm -hmm. you know, over the years, like my brother's a Gemini, and I have a few friends that are Gemini. Yeah, I will say with Gemini is pretty early on, you sort of know who you're dealing with. Like you, you pretty early on, you see their good side. 
but you also see their temperamental um, negative traits early on as well. And in retrospect, I would rather early on find out who I'm dealing with yes. than be involved with someone who's able to manipulate me so effortlessly and then later on get burnt really bad. So I think Gemini sort of get a bad rap because I feel like... It's, it's like a stereotype. Yeah. You know, I love Geminis. I think every every sign, even even the Taurus, <laughs> <laughs> they we all have potential. We all have potential. I mean, Libras are like supposed to be like beautiful and, and charismatic and and all these things. And they're supposed to like they're supposed to be balanced. But many Libras, just according to, to things, they like to start trouble. They like to stir the pot and and weigh out situations and see, oh, so this is uh, your true character. Um, yeah, I feel like a Lib- Libras are, um, not all of them, but I've been involved with Libras romantically a lot. Oh, boy. I don't think you're like this, but I've dated a few as well as, um, to be blunt, a few friends with benefits. Yeah. Um, where, you know, it's just basically like, you know, a fling, but it's a steady fling have been Libras as well. And I feel like they have the habit of everything works out perfectly in the beginning. I don't think this applies to you. Go ahead. Maybe we'll see. Just men. I will be, I will be transparent. No, Let's I, mean, do it. I think it's just men, <laughs> men, male Libras or maybe gay Libras specifically, but they, <laughs> gay Libras. they have like in the beginning, it works out perfectly and it's almost magical. And there's so much chemistry and everything's great. But and it's almost like they that's because they want to pull you in. But once they have you, it's like then they're sort of like, eh. Yes. Do I want this? Yes. (laughs) And then you feel like then they start playing games and it's like, okay, so you worked really hard to roll me in. And now I'm in. And now you're fucking it up. The great thing about Libras <laughs> is we fall hard. We fall so hard, but then we get back just as quickly. <laughs> we get back up. It's like it's and al- we walk there's always away. a really perfect honeymoon phase with all of the ones yeah. that I've been with. And I say all of them because it's four. And there's, <laughs> oh, there's sorry. a great honeymoon phase. And it's like, oh, my God. And then mm-hmm. it just takes a turn. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like they kind of fuck up a good thing because then the Pisces fish in me tries and tries and tries and then I just break and swim away. Okay, well, (laughs) good for you. You got to do what's best for your what's in your own best interest. Um, But I will say mm -hmm. they were all September Libras, believe it or not. Oh, interesting. And I know you're an October. I'm an October Libra. My godmother's an October Libra, too. Oh, do you see that trait in your in your godmother? Like maybe not romantically, but just like <laughs> obsessions. <laughs> I know I don't want you to throw her under the bus, but like obsessions, like really into this show, and then one day just like, oh, I can't stand it. It's like what no, I thought I you like were obsessed with this thing. I feel like October Libras are more stable. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I think the the thing is that like I can I can be kind of self destructive, so. I have a good thing going and then something happens and it's like, oh, maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe I need to get out before I get hurt, like hurt before I get hurt kind of thing. Yeah. Or, is you know, it could just be be a case of you weren't what I thought you were and 
I don't know how to say this without hurting you, but this isn't going to work out and I'm going to keep it moving, you know? And so it's, I've always internalized that though. I've never had many opportunities to do that outright to another person. And I think I'm, I'm also kind of um, empathetic. Yeah, you are. Because I've had that done to me in the past and it's not a great feeling. So it's always better to just be straightforward. Um, I think that in this stage of my life, I am being a little more aware of my actions, maybe even hyper aware to the point where it's annoying. Yeah, just... I, I, I fell into a, an area where I was like that for a while. Yeah. And I just needed to sort of stop because I went from a time of being like where I was just very whatever to then being so hyper aware of myself that I would like I couldn't stand my own thought process yeah and then there was just a while where I just had to be like fuck it the only thing that matters are the important relationships everyone else I could give a damn well I'm looking forward to getting to that level (laughs) I'll let you know when I do well maybe you need to go to the the past horrible three years I went to because that's my mentality now I'm just like whatever so how I you if touched... you're not a if I truly don't care about you, I'm done worrying about what you think, and I haven't been at this point in my life for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe the planetary aspects are becoming the same as oh nine, ten, and eleven, which were very important years for me. Mm-hmm. But if, if what she's saying is true, and this is the part two phase, I'm gonna be done with a lot of bullshit, and I can feel it already. Drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I think you'll get there. I think everyone will get there. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes a lot of, I feel like what happens is sometimes we get really burnt in life and then we're in a very vulnerable, traumatic place and it makes us just hyper aware because it's a sort of a reactionary thing because then you start looking at everything in your life and you just can't help analyze everything because you're in this sort of post-traumatic state. Did the mic catch that? And then... After, as time goes on, eventually, at one point or another, you're, you become just fed up. It's like, okay, I went through that. I'm not worried or concerned with it anymore. You know, the anger lessens, the, the hurt lessens, and you're just ready to move on completely from, from everything. It's almost like you develop a short fuse. I am <laughs> trying. I am definitely like... Trying not to second guess certain things. So this is where I'm at, right? It's um, just don't second guess things. Don't o- try not to overthink. I'm definitely an overthinker. Um, and I'm kind of working on that. I want to be okay with that. Even if I overthink, don't let that affect my reactions, right? Yeah. Because I could overthink to the point where I start having dreams about the thing. Oh, I do too. And then I can't. And then I'm like, holy shit, I can't even. You, you go to sleep to escape sometimes. And then yeah. You can't and then you can't. It's like I'm trying to rest, brain. Like, give me a minute, you know. And so that's why we drink. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, but I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what 2021 has for love, and I will keep options open you know yeah that's having... my biggest thing right now I'm, yeah i, I want to know about your, your compatibility like what do you what do you well that's why i asked her about compatibility because like i said it's just like for a while even still a little bit it's like i'm turned off by my own element mm-hmm. because of that scorpio and that cancer 
And that's why I'm like, you know what? Maybe people should pay more attention to their quality, like Cardinal Fixed and Mutable. Um, like I'm a, I'm a Pisces, but because I have the Sag Rising and the Gemini Moon, those are mutable. All three of those signs are mutable. Mm. Pisces, Sag, and Gemini are all mutable. You know, you're... Cardinal. Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like maybe some... Maybe that's a good way to look at things. But I like that Susan pointed out that relationships are much more complicated than the press makes it out to be, which is when she also mentioned, and I was a little bit surprised by this, but it sort of made sense when she said she does not condone apps like CoStar mm-hmm. because it gives a wealth of information to a layman who really has no proper foundation to learn how to use it. Exactly. And then they think because they have all this information now, they think they're like an amateur astrologer. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of leads them to passing up someone just because CoStar says, oh, this person's profile uh, to my compatibility has more frowns than smiley faces. I tried to use the app like I, just as a thing. And it was so overwhelming. I just I couldn't because I, I don't know much. Yeah. about right. I don't know much about it, but I'm always interested. Like I'm always like intrigued, always wanting to learn a little bit more each time. But CoStar, it was just so much information. Yeah. And- like I have the app open now and I just think that it I, I get what Susan's saying. I feel like the intention behind CoStar is good, but I feel like in the end, it's a problematic app. Because you have these people who want to know more about astrology, who really don't know how to use it. And, you know, the ones that know a little always think they know more. So people will go on their app and then they'll see, they'll click on a friend, they'll look at their compatibility and they'll be like, oh, there are more frowns than smiley faces. We must not be compatible. And you can't do that because what about the planets that are compatible? What about where is the presence of those planets in your chart and the other person's chart? It may be better than you think. You know, like I have a lot of water in my chart, but I also have a lot of Capricorn. I have three planets in Pisces, but I also have three planets in Gemini and three in Capricorn. So that's why I feel like I I get along Capricorn really well. And I always have, and I never necessarily knew why. But then once, you know, I learn more about my chart, I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. So there you go. Yeah, I got to sit down and. Figure it yeah, out. I want to look at your chart. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it up. Print it out. <laughs> Let me know. Well, in closing, I'm really grateful that Susan Miller took the time out to be my first guest on this podcast. Yay! Will Love Listen. Um, you know, she's always come through for me, and I really appreciate her being the first guest and getting this ball rolling and giving her predictions for 2021 for each sign and also for like the country and the world as a whole um you know it was very educational and very informative and susan miller's monthly forecast for each sign can be found on astrologyzone.com she always writes extremely lengthy uh monthly forecasts for each sign and they're very helpful um i've been reading susan miller's work for eight plus years and it's definitely helped me personally and professionally at least when i listen to her and there were times because i've gotten to know her where i've like, I've had her look at my chart and I'd ask her a question and she'd tell me something. I wouldn't want to believe it. And then it'd come true. So she's the real deal, people. Um, so Susan's monthly forecast for each sign can be found on astrologyzone.com, where you could also purchase her 2021 calendar, which is beautiful and very detailed. 
you download Daily Horoscope Astrology Zone on the Apple Store for Susan's Daily Horoscope for each zodiac sign. I love waking up and looking at my horoscope for the day. It's um, very accurate. And if you're going to go to any astrologer, go to Susan Miller.